Escuchamos. Voy a hablar a un tema que me tiene muy interesado, el del turismo en España. <laughs> That was the beginning of my Spanish oral exam. Still remember that? España es un país muy popular <laughs> para el turismo. <laughs> Take a wild guess what that was about. I got a C or a D or some shit. <laughs> but this is episode 77, the first task. Me and Lucas, uh, we recorded it and we were merry. I'll tell you what, it took a while to get it synced. We recorded this one remotely and the software we were using, it just wouldn't work. An hour went by without it working. Then finally it started working and boy... Did we have a good time recording it? Honestly, I cannot tell a lie, listeners. I refuse to tell a lie. If you try and make me tell a lie, <laughs> I will walk off into the desert without any water, right? Take a wild guess what will happen to me. So don't try and make me tell a lie. But this is episode 77. Uh, it's a good one. I really enjoyed doing it. It's very chill. You know what I mean? Chill. Loads of laughs. Uh, <laughs> it's very chill and loads of laughs. Um, I must... Uh, advertise something though. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by me and Lucas, uh, the Pot Vision Patreon that I must tell you about. We've just released an episode of Double Vision, which is our sister podcast that's also hosted by us. But the theme of the podcast is Willy Wonka, the film from, you know, like 50 years ago, because we're obsessed with it. So if you'd like to listen to it, why not visit our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Pottervision. The Pottervision boys are still on tour for the full list of tour dates. Go to pottervision.com. Oh, also, if you want to see me do stand-up, uh, I'm doing a stand-up comedy night. Uh, I'm doing an hour work in progress uh, preview of a show I'm going to take to Edinburgh. Uh, if you want to like go to that, you can go on my Instagram. Details are on there. It's in Manchester on May 19th. But anyway... Can I stop using this podcast to plug my own personal things? This is episode 77. afternoon or evening and welcome to the Pottervision podcast, the podcast where every single week, myself, Lucas Kirby and this bloody man on my screen, it's Tom Lawrenson. We look at a chapter of the Harry Potter books and we use them as a springboard for a little chinwag. This week we're on episode 77, a palindromic episode. And it's also an episode that's got me feeling a bit high, if you don't mind me saying because it's book four, chapter 20, the first task. Tom, may I inquire as to your well-being? My brother, I must ask you some questions first. Yes. Why, as does this episode entitled The First Task, have yeah. you feeling high? It is not episode 420. It is not episode 69. It is episode 77, The First Task. My no, brother, please explain to the listeners. Because it's book four, chapter 20. It is 420. Oh, there you go. I missed. Oh, listeners, I've made myself look like a right bastard. <laughs> if you don't mind me saying, you have a bit of egg on your face. I've got a bit of egg on my face, some mushrooms, a bit of tomato. I'm an omelette waiting to be eaten up by everyone listening or watching. This is a reminder, you can watch these video podcasts if you join our Patreon, or you can watch them later on, a few weeks after they're released. On YouTube. Yes, Lucas... For those of you that aren't on the Patreon, you're just imagining the egg. <laughs> Everyone else can see it. How are you, boy? I am well, I am well, I am well, and I am in Wales uh, this weekend to see the snooker. The sun is shining. Yeah. The grass is dry. It's lovely. A baby has been born on your doorstep. 
It's delightful. The little stork dropped her off this morning. You will raise her as your own on a yeah. diet of Coca-Cola, McDonald's and Brussels sprouts, I assume. <laughs> your assumption is correct. Uh, so, yeah, apart from being a, a newly adoptive father, uh, I've, had, I've had a lovely week. I was in... Uh, that's a bit of a funny experience with me. With me dad, if you don't mind me saying. Oh, really? Go on. I'd love to hear it. <laughs> well, I was sat watching telly with me dad. We're having a, a bit of lunch. We're having a sandwich and some crisps. Can I ask plate. you a question? Yeah? Was it one of these Scooby-Doo sandwiches that you, you and your father were tackling you, it, between you, like one at each side? <laughs> no, it wasn't. I'm sorry to disappoint you. It was just a bap. Each <laughs> little roll, and I think I had ham and cheese. Oh, and uh, we're eating with Ellie's on, and my dad's telling me this story about how he went to the dentist, yeah, to have, yeah, uh, one of his wisdom teeth out. So, wisdom teeth out, yeah, he's had a wisdom tooth out. He's telling me this story, and I'm thinking, oh, that's uh, mildly interesting. Thanks for letting me know. He keeps talking, and uh, he disappears for a moment out of the room yeah and uh moments later he comes back with his wisdom tooth in a polythene bag to show me oh my god he says here it is i said dad i'm eating a sandwich (laughs) i do not want to see your back molar in a plastic bag (laughs) can i just say that tooth was freakishly big daddy I'm eating a sandwich. Give me strength, would you? Yeah. At least wait till I finish my pudding before you show me your extracted denture. <laughs> <laughs> it was in not like the there was. You forget how big a tooth is. There was like the normal bit, and then oh, the, right. the root. The root. Like snakes' fangs. I really wish they wouldn't call it the root. Oh yeah, it's horrible, isn't it? Honestly. Looking at it, I was expecting Harry to snatch it out of my dad's hand and kill Tom Riddle's diary with it. <laughs> what, it was enormous. Was Harry round at your house while you were eating this sandwich? Yeah, he was. He was uh, <laughs> covered under the stairs like he likes it. That's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and by the way, uh, Martina says hello. Hello, Martina. I think she just meant for you, but uh, I've decided to... <laughs> Tell everybody hello from Martina. Well, tell her I say hello too if she doesn't. If she's not up to date on the pod, I will. Before I see her next, uh, before she listens to the pod, I'll say hello back from you. Yeah, you do me a flavour, would you? What? Press record on your voice notes just in case. All right, I will. Because I don't know if you can. T- I don't know about yours, but when I look at my audio, no lines are moving. Your audio's moving. But my audio looks static. Oh, it does now, yeah? (laughs) Yeah. It's been that way the whole time. But you can hear me. Oh, no, I can see it on yours. It looks fine. Oh, on yours is it static? No, no, it looks fine for both of us on mine. Right, let's just get on with it. All right, I'm recording anyway. I got some stories to tell you. Hey, let me sit back, relax, and listen. Crack your knuckles, crack your toes, take off your socks, fling them across the room, (laughs) crack your neck, (laughs) pull your underpants down, air your arse out, because I'm about to tell you a story. (laughs) Lovely. At work, I have had the primo position um, in the office for the longest time. I've been back against a wall in a quiet area. Yeah. The other day, they put a rope around my neck, uh, they tied my hands and my legs together, and they dragged me out of my corner, kicking and screaming like a wild animal. Can you believe something? I am, yeah. They they said, we need this space, we need this space, because I won't say where I... uh, I can't really tell you who needs the desk, but because I don't want people knowing where I work. But to simplify it, this. The boss's son wants your desk. Really? (laughs) The boss's son. I was like, why don't you tell the boss's son to kiss my plump, juicy Christmas pudding? (laughs) Yeah. The boss's son. Yeah. 
Dearie and me. They dragged me out of the corner and he threw a bucket of cold water on me and yeah. he slapped me across my cheeks, both sets. Oh my God. Right, so, so that. <laughs> what? You're the latest victim of nepotism. <laughs> it's not good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's one story. The other story, last yeah. night, me and so Lucy. That story was uh, you've moved seats at work. He's moved seats, everyone. <laughs> oh, yeah, what's the next story? I, uh, if anyone's wanting work. to pre-order <laughs> Tom's autobiography, it'll be uh, coming out in for Christmas. Um, let me tell you this. <laughs> yeah. Um, me and Lucy yesterday evening decided we were going to use the Christmas gift that you and Martina purchased us. Oh, yeah. Was it a cinema voucher? It was a Pizza Express voucher. Oh, that was it. Pizza Express. So we're cutting it fine because we were going to go to cinema. Yeah. Um, we need to be at the cinema an hour after, right? Ooh. So we get there at 7.15. Cinema. Yeah. And I'm talking, cinema has to be. We get there at 7.15. Cinema at 8.15, right? Right, right. But the film started at 8.10. What? No, like it didn't it didn't start early. We were just going to go in during the trailers. Oh right, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I understand. At eight o'clock, the food still had not come. It had been <gasps> forty-five minutes, and no food had come. Right, come on, Pizza Express. What's the word Express for? <laughs> we ordered straight away. Yeah, and it's one of them restaurants. You know, when like teenagers or like really young people work in restaurants, and everyone's just so useless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You ask him a question. Excuse me, um, how long will my food be? Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so I was like, oh, this is daft. And so the food comes um, at, I think, about quarter past eight. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah, as quick as we can. Yeah. Excuse me, can we pay? Uh, Yeah, we give her a gift voucher, right? Yeah. We have the gift voucher was for a value of £20. Uh, yeah. We had eaten 28 quid's worth of food, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she takes a gift voucher away. And time is ticking, right? Yeah. I know by half past, Batman will be on that screen. Oh, was it Batman? We're seeing Batman, right? Yeah. So I was like, so it's like twenty five past, yeah. yeah. And she's like, she's taken the gift voucher off, and now the person who took the gift voucher away, I can see her just serving other tables. Yeah, yeah. So even though there was still eight pound remaining, yeah, we took the executive decision to yeah. stand up and leave. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Really? Yeah, we just left without, like, you know. Yeah, and they didn't of- stop you. With a bit of debt going on, but it was bad. It was, and no one was getting any food in there. I don't no. know what was oh, going on. Dearie me. Um, and you missed the uh, beginning of Batman. Uh, some people call it a reverse tip. <laughs> it's a reverse tip. Some, you know, I was questioning myself, right? I was like, I wonder if this is one of them restaurants where if people leave without paying, they take it out of the waitress's <laughs> paycheck. I sure hope so. <laughs> God. It oh, won't dear. be. It won't be. It's Pizza Express. It's a big fat chain. It's a big fat chain. Hey, how much of uh, Batman did you miss? Um, we came in as um, we saw the Riddler flash up in lightning stood behind a man. Oh, right. That's not fun. Well, because thing is, me, my mum and my dad missed the beginning of Batman in Belfast because yeah. uh, we had about 25 minutes of extra time. So we decided to play 18 rounds of adventure golf. <laughs> 25 minutes, 18 rounds. We can do it. <laughs> we can do that, three of us. <laughs> we get a hole in one every round. Uh, so we ended up probably walking in at a similar time. There's some bloke watching telly and then he got brutally murdered. murdered. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, did you enjoy the Batman? I did. It was a longie. It was a longie. And I wanted to dance with her. I could watch three more hours of that film. So I'd watch a six hour film. Yeah, yeah. They need to do that, don't they? Six hour film. Yeah. yeah. Ten hour film. Ten. 12 hour film <laughs> huh? why not 
about a hundred hour film. A hundred? How about a two hundred hour film? <laughs> <laughs> We're having a weird auction, listeners. We're having a weird auction. Um, what else did I write down? Yeah, they better move seats at work. <laughs> He's moved seats at work. Hey, hey, I'd love to hear that again. <laughs> I left Pizza Express without paying properly. Yeah. And Batman. Batman. Lovely. <sighs> well, eagle-eyed viewers will see a very familiar face sitting behind you on the bed. It's Connie. Can they see her with me doing this? Yeah. You can see all of Connie's lovely body. She's got her Hogwarts t-shirt present that we got her from uh, the Forbidden Forest Experience. Mm. And uh, you're in her bedroom, aren't you, recording this (laughs) afternoon? I'm in Connie's master bedroom. I said, Connie, can I sit on the bed with you, my love? And she said, no, I'm not your love. I'm your friend. You can sit on the floor. That's the only way that this would ever be appropriate. I said, fair enough. (laughs) See you at the end of Connie's bed, aren't you? Yeah. Very good. Well, Tom, are you ready for a chapter 20 rundown of the Goblet of Fire? Can I tell you a secret? What? I'm ready. Ooh, he's ready, <laughs> everybody. I won't tell a soul. I'd love to hear it. Chapter 20, the first task. Harry is so nervous about this task, he doesn't know what to do. How am I going to get past the dragons? What a diff- What a frightful thing to think about. He's thinking up spells. He's in the library with Hermione. He doesn't have a clue. But he decides to do a lovely thing and tell Dedrick Sidgury that he's gonna, uh, it's gonna be dragons, Cedric. It's gonna be dragons, just to let you know. Cedric's a bit suspicious. Why is he telling me this? Is it a, a ruse? Is it a trick? But uh, it, it's not a trick, Cedric. It's correct. I love you. <laughs> I love you, Cedric. You're my brother. You're my brother. And uh, (laughs) Tom's got a hat on now. That's lovely. Hey, I've missed the rundown interruptions a bit, and I like you just popping up with a hat on. (laughs) It's it's a little schoolboy cat. (laughs) Jimmy Cranky's turned up. Do you hear that, listeners? He's missed the rundown interruption. He's not had one for a year, and they're back. (laughs) Back in the form of a, a little hat too small for your head. It's lovely. So uh, Harry then gets accosted by Madame Moody. And he takes him into his office and he says, look, I've got a tip for you. Play to your strengths. You like Quidditch, don't you? Why don't you summon your broom with your wand? And he goes, all right, then I'll do that. So he practices his summoning charms till two in the morning and he's ready. He then, the task comes round, and Harry's last, right? Victor's got the Chinese fireball. Ooh. The Chinese fireball. Ooh. <laughs> and Harry's got the Hungarian horntail. He's out there flying around, distracting it. He gets his shoulder bashed a bit. There's hardly any peril. And he gets the egg quite easy. He's the quickest of all the four, whoop-de-doo. And Hermione and Ron come to the tent afterwards and they make up. They go, mwah, mwah, I'm mwah, sorry, mwah, I'm sorry. Mwah. They're back to being friends. <laughs> mwah, Ludo mwah, Bagman. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Mwah, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Ludo Bagman congratulates them all. This is A. It's not just an egg. It's got a clue in it for the next task. Oh, so get that baby open, figure it out, and you'll have a bit of a heads up for the second task. Good night. <sighs> and that's the end of the first task. Crack that bastard baby open. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a clue. It's a clue. It's a clue, Nana. Interesting chapter. Very good chapter. I love that it started. It says, yeah. Harry was dressing inattentively. He was trying to put his hat on his foot. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you think about what their hats look like, it does look a bit more like a sock than... It gets old leg in that. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I was still imagining like a top hat or something, and he was just <laughs> sticking his foot in it. <laughs> yeah.
But I've done that before. Many a time I've just like put my trousers over my pyjama shorts, not thinking. The amount of times you've come round here, right, with a t-shirt on your legs and a pair, yeah. of, trou- a pair of jeans over your arms. Yeah. And I thought, did you drive the whole way here like that, pal? And you go, I certainly did. <laughs> yeah. well, you've got them the wrong way around, buddy. I said, hey, if you hadn't have told me, I'd have been like this all day, <laughs> looking like a right old dafty. Well, I say, pal, it's eight o'clock in the evening. It seems that has been the case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I always do daft things like that. Once I, um, I remember being at like a team building thing for kids, you know, like a residential type thing. Yeah. And they had jugs of orange and jugs of milk on the table and I poured orange juice onto my cereal by accident. Oh, that's a treat. Some people do that for fun. Don't they? Oh, I did yeah. it by accident. Oh, bloody hell. I've like taken the lid off my yogurt pot and then thrown the spoon in the bin, or you know, about I do silly things like that. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm silly, it's like silly day. I had a friend who he was too old to be doing this, so it was during university times, he'd have been like yeah. 19. And at McDonald's, to, when he was clearing his uh self at the end, you know, like you pick up your tray, take it to the bin, yeah, yeah, yeah. He put everything in the bin, including the tray. <laughs> just oh, push, come on. You know, like you kind of push it into the bin, like let everything drop and then pull the tray out. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He just pushed everything in, including the tray. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what are you doing? And he goes, that's what you're meant to do. And he goes, no, you're not. How many trays has he binned in his life? I know. Hopefully, because they've got them clear bags, hopefully they've salvaged them. I, I bloody hope so as well. Christ. People in his hometown forever pulling out <laughs> trays from the bins. He doesn't know better. Leave him. I know. He doesn't know better. And in many ways, Harry Potter doesn't know better on how to tackle a dragon. How can you... Like, they've given him so little time... Yeah, asking so soon, you gotta get past a dragon. Yeah, look, or, he needs to watch that film, How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't <laughs> say so. I would use so Harry's technique in this chapter. Yeah. I can't tell a lie. There's no beating around the bush. He uses a summoning charm. Ash, yes, Asio Akio Firebolt. Right. Yeah, he takes his bloom broom, should I say, Yeah, and flies around the dragon and gets his egg, right? How would Lucas Kirkby tackle a dragon? Uh, I've got a better one. Go Accio on. egg. Mm. Right? Accio egg, give me the egg. If he can Accio a broom from the bloody castle, he can Accio an egg from the dragon's ass. Surely to God. I would transfigure myself into the shape of an egg. Yeah. Roll myself under the <laughs> dragon's arse. Yeah. <laughs> And when it's least expecting, um, so hatch myself. <laughs> hatch yourself. <laughs> hey, another maybe... thing you could do is Akio meat and like you know, like food for the dragon. I think the dragon had moved for like a sheep carcass or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah. Akio. <laughs> Akio sheep carcass. Akio sheep carcass. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know. Tempt the dragon with a bit of nosh. I really think this really demonstrates an interesting shift in the books. Like a lot of the time when Harry Potter's been put in danger, yeah. it's been of his own accord. Like you mm. know, he's you know defeating some baddie at the end of a book. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's because of some baddie at the end of a book because of like some puzzle he's solved. Whereas yeah. this, he's been entered into a tournament, and it's like there you go. Chapter 20, here's a dragon. Yeah. Here's a dragon, lad. <laughs> Sorry, what's that, Vicar? I said, here's a dragon. <laughs> but then I suppose, because this book's like twice as big as anything else, they've got to have a bit of action early on, haven't they? But they're putting it on him straight away. Like, normal, yeah. this is the teachers doing this to him. Normally, it's like Harry oh, going out of his way life. to do it himself. Yeah, because he goes off in search of a mystery, doesn't he? And it's his own... Yeah, but it's not his fault. Somebody's put his name into the wobblets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the... Sorry to keep going on about this, listeners. But the teachers could have said, no, it's not appropriate to have him in the tournament. But instead, they've gone, yeah, do it. Let's see what happens. I want to yeah. see a little boy fight a dragon. 
I'm going at one point. Her hands are quivering with fear at Harry going in to face this dragon. She hasn't said a word in protest. <laughs> Come on, at least write to the bloody governors. It's not appropriate for a little boy to do this task. <laughs> Good job he didn't use her broom. Oh, bloody hell, exactly. Burnt to smithereens. Harry Potter is trying to figure out how to tackle this dragon. Right? Yeah, he's mm. going through. He's going through books. Hermione starts like speaking out loud, like trying to figure out <laughs> ways of doing it. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, Hermione, shut up. Right, she's your only hope, Nobed. You rude to <laughs> yeah. her every week. The cleverest girl in the entire school. Yeah. Shut. Up, I'm trying to read books. <laughs> Imagine somebody on The Apprentice saying that to Lord Sugar. Hey, he, he's the bloody... He's the guy giving you advice. Listen, he's clever. Yeah, he's got a completely bad attitude yeah. in this chapter. And to stay on the topic of bad attitude, right, I'm going to f- fast forward to the end of the chapter when he makes up with Ron, right? Yeah. So... He, um, so he's just been like that with Hermione. Hermione, shut up, you stupid girl. Hermione, no. At the end of the chapter, Ron comes up to him and and he's like, hey, whoever put your name in that book, yeah. And Harry's like, finally seeing sense, are you? (laughs) God. It took a lot of courage for Ron to come and talk to him after they've yeah. been so frosty with each other for so long, right? Yeah. Ron, do you know what I mean? Even though it is Ron's fault of not believing him, Harry has done his share of treating Ron like, you know, an inhuman animal, one might say. Two might say. I'd say <laughs> as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so when Ron is coming over to be like, oh, hey, mate. Yo, I can't believe, well done on that. And he's like, you stupid little, like having a go at him. And then Ron begins to apologise. Yeah, he's like, yeah. Harry, I just want to say, and Harry goes, leave it. <laughs> <laughs> leave it. Eh? What kind of power trip is Harry Potter on in this chapter that he can't allow his friend to apologise? You don't get the, ch- if someone wants to apologise, that is like something for both of you, you know, like one yeah. for you to hear it and for also for them to get it off their chest. You know, it's yeah. like you know, a redemption almost by you not letting them. That's you being able to hold that against them still. Yeah. And you never apologized for that. We didn't let me. Oh, did I not? I know. <laughs> and also Harry Potter, me apologizing was also a bit of a hint at you to apologize back. And then we properly made up because you've <laughs> been a nitwit as well. Yeah, do you know when you threw some pogs at me the other night? Shut up. <laughs> oh, decided to apologise, have you? You launched a badge at my head. That cut me. <laughs> yeah, well, words cut me deep. Mm. Mm. Well, well done on the egg. <laughs> <laughs> Harry at breakfast. He's trying to eat a bacon sandwich, but he couldn't. His throat wasn't working too well. <laughs> I can't. My throat's not working. <laughs> Harry. Have you ever read that, Lucas? You're trying to eat a sandwich and your throat isn't working. <sighs> Nearly when I saw that tooth. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look. Sometimes I've had a sore throat. Sometimes I've had a dry sore throat. Sore scroat. Sorry. <laughs> Sometimes I've had a sore throat. Sometimes I've had a dry throat. (laughs) Can I make it public? Uh, It's always worked in one way or the other. I can't get anything down this throat of mine. I've never turned bacon or hot tomato soup. (laughs) (laughs) Hot tomato soup. My throat's not working. Hey, my throat's not working, Doctor. What can you do to make my throat work? Hmm? Can you make my throat work? Right. You need to be... You need to use a few more different words, patients. To describe your throat. I've never heard of this before. Uh, is it? Is it tight? Is it dry? It just doesn't work, Doctor. You're not listening to me. 
My throat doesn't work anymore. It's retired. Doctor, don't you speak English. My throat isn't working. Well, the thing is, you're talking to me right now and your voice sounds silky, right? So I don't understand what aspect of your throat isn't working. Doctor, doctor, my nose is asleep. What? (laughs) I don't know what you mean. What does that mean, that your nose is asleep? Right? Good grief. Good grief, you patients. Good grief, you nana. <laughs> he realises that he knows about the dragon, but perhaps Cedric Diggory does not. Maybe he's unawares. And he takes it upon himself to tell Cedric Diggory. And I have to say, this is something that I would do. It's something you would do. I thought that when I read it. If I was in a competition, say a try was a tournament, I was a wizarding boy, and... I knew some inside skinny that my fellow Hogwarts uh, student contemporary may not know. I would tell him because I would not want him to risk his death, his life. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, do you know what? This is Harry doing a good deed. For I once. don't think you would. I think you'd keep it to yourself. I wouldn't. I'm getting Wormtail vibes from you today. <laughs> oh, serious? Please. No, I would. I don't like the idea of uh, it not being fair and square, because if you don't beat somebody in a game and it's fair, where's the where's the glory of that? You'll always have the little asterisk, the little footnote next to the victory that says, "By the way, he didn't even know about the dragon," or "By the way, his leg was gone." And that's why you run the race. What is the uh, not Barty Crouch, but the other guy called Ludo Bagman. Ludo Bagman tries to give Harry some tips, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, he does. Tries to give him some tips, and Harry declines. He's like, "No, yeah, I don't want your effing tips." And I have to think he did. A, he made the great decision there because if he'd have taken any tip off Bagman, yeah, yeah, he would have been able to hold that against him for the rest of his life. I know, and also. I know. You're only here because I got you there. <laughs> I know, yeah. You only won that tournament because of my tips and tricks of the trade. <laughs> if not for my tips and tricks, you'd still be hanging out with Ron Weasley. <laughs> yeah, the only reason you together. got that hundred galleons in your bank account <laughs> is because I gave you me top tips. Hey, and also, how good is Ludo Bagman's advice going to be? I think it's going to be shit advice. Yeah. Well, he was a betting with the dragon against his hoose. (laughs) Try it. Have a weird year. Try and hurt his feelings. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you tell the dragon that he's got a big fat butt and see what he says? Have you considered shagging the dragon like in Shrek? Where? Why don't you consider shagging the dragon so much that his chain gets wrapped around himself and he can't protect you from the princess? <laughs> eh? Why don't you try having little triplets with the dragon? Have you eh? considered that? Have you considered that, Harry? Look, I've missed the start. <laughs> I've missed the beginning now. Oh, shut up. <laughs> oh, you're always ruining things for me. I've <laughs> only just met you. <laughs> Somebody does give him good advice. And Who it's do? Madame Moody. Oh, I. He takes him back to his, uh, his office. Right, these Defence Against the Dark Arts teachers, right? <laughs> they go mad with their office, right? If you get your own office, right, you, you know, you make it your own a bit. You stick a couple of family photos on the desk. You know, you might have a little candle or something. These defense against the dark arts teachers, they proper go changing rooms every year. Like this guy, he's got all these bloody creepy artifacts hanging around the room. Gilderoy Lockhart had all these paintings. Lupin had Mm. these bloody creatures hanging about. Look, just have a little picture of your dad. And your kid, and a, you mem- know, bag of mints in your drawer. That's all you need. I remember that from a bag of mints in your drawer. I remember that first year I went to you. <laughs> bag of mints in your drawer, and I'm first, your meat. First year I went to uni, 
I brought too much stuff. I don't know what the fuck was going on with me. Yeah, yeah. I like. I brought a crazy amount of stuff. I brought a mini fridge. <laughs> I brought a TV. <laughs> I brought an Xbox. I brought hundreds of DVDs, genuinely. Yeah. I brought a guitar. I brought an amp. What the fuck was going on? <laughs> guitar and an amp. <laughs> Bang. Oh, Tom's at it again. Saying that, there was a guy opposite <laughs> me who was a bloody amateur DJ. Every night he had his bloody DJ decks out. He's like bloody mixing tracks at midnight. I'm full bloody blast. Really? Was he good? The tunes merged from one to the other seamlessly, and he occasionally said, <laughs> Come on! So, uh, yes, I think he was good. Scream if you want to go faster. <laughs> Come on, one pound a ride. Come on! <laughs> Hands and feet inside the gun. Okay. <laughs> Mad Eye Moody said to Harry, cheating yeah. has always been a part. It's a traditional part of the driver's tournament, yeah? It's a tradition. And I love that because if everyone's cheating, and I stand by this, no one is. You've mentioned this before. This is how you get through your Lawrence and family game nights, don't you? Everybody's cheating. Everybody's at it. <laughs> What kind of games uh, do you have this kind of tomfoolery? You've played Codenames? Oh, maybe once. Explain it to me and the other listeners who may not know. Uh, there's a, uh, you got a team member. There's a list of words on the uh, lot of cards with a single word on them. Yeah. You, you know what words are yours. And you've got, so you've got five cards and there's 12 cards laid out. Only five of them are yours. And you've got to give clues so your partner guesses which words are yours. Right. Okay. That's exciting. And how do you cheat with that? Uh, when no one's looking, you point at the ones that belong to you. <laughs> hey, this is top-notch cheating. You point at the ones that are yours. <laughs> or like Uh-oh. they hover, they hover their finger above like certain cards, and then you give it like. Do a little cough or something. Or, yeah. or like, yeah. <laughs> All right, okay. So uh, oh, I feel like we should have an example of this. So uh, let's uh, imagine that to your right is the word cat and to your left is the word dog. Mm-hmm. So how would you indicate to me that it was uh, it was the right one? Let's go like this. Same. <laughs> oh, dog. <laughs> Very exciting. I'd love to join in on a Lawrence and family game night, but would I be? Would it be awkward because you've already got all the like politics of the game night embedded in the family? Um, or would you no. be on your best behaviour because I was a guest? No one would be on their best behaviour. I don't think anyone <laughs> in my family has ever <laughs> held their tongue when guests have been round. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, though. I don't. It's uh, for a very embarrassing childhood. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mummy and Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> now, Mad-Eye Moody has got all these detectors in his office. Madame de- Moody's got all these detectives in his office. Go on. Yeah, he's, he's got a mirror that's got dodgy people shadowing about on it. Mirror with dodgy people shadowing about on it. Go on. He's got a golden aerial that picks up dodgy people. Golden aerial that picks up dodgy people. Go on. I've got a golden aerial, <laughs> and he's also got a big, massive sneaker scope. A bit like the one Harry <laughs> had, but he's got one that's bigger. Right, but they're all switched off. And he says, oh, I've had to switch them off because in a school, everybody's murdering each other and killing each other and lying and cheating and having affairs. Yeah. So I've had to turn off all my devices, but it might be for a different reason, I'm thinking. Hmm? Because of him. Because of him. He's dodgy. He's dodgy. (laughs) Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. He's dodgy himself. He's dodgy himself. She will become one herself. What's that? That's one of my favourite lines from Dracula Dead and Loving It. When uh, a woman gets bitten by Dracula 
And he goes, oh, when a woman is bitten by a vampire, the worst thing happens. And they go, what? And he goes, she will become one herself. And then they go, what? And he goes, she will become one herself. Which makes me laugh. That's lovely. That's lovely, isn't it? (laughs) Dracula dead in love, isn't it? It's so Harry has yeah. decided that he's going to use the Accio technique, yeah. And he's yeah. instantly so put so much faith in it. He goes, right, I've got a day. I'm just going to do Accio Broom. Accio Broom, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's putting so much faith into that. Like, he's never tackled a dragon before. How is this boy not terrified? Well, the daft thing is, like, Mad-Eye Moody goes, right, play to your strengths. Mm-hmm. And he ends up doing the spell he can't do. <laughs> hey, I'll play to my strengths and do that spell that everyone else can do and I can't, the Accio spell. But he crams the night before, doesn't he? He does a classic student trick. Yeah. And uh, he stays up till two in the morning, cramming cramming it in, and he ends up doing it. Man's a crammer. He's a crammer. He's a dirty crammer. <laughs> All right. You need to set your stall out for revision a few days or weeks in advance, depending on the difficulty of the exam. You can't be cramming. Although cramming does work, really. For short-term memory, cramming works. Yeah. If anyone's studying for their GCSEs, yes, studying in advance will help you. It'll be less stressful. But cramming's bloody good as well, you know. Cramming works. It does work. Gets it all in there fresh. It's in there fresh and fast. You'll forget it a day after the exam. Uh, but you'll have performed well, maybe. All my revision was always cramming. Was it? I did like... Mine was, yeah, normally that. And then when I went to uni, I didn't cram. Uh, yeah, I crammed and then I was like, oh, I'm not clever enough to cram a uni exam. So I didn't do very well in my first year of uni and then I, and then I had to work harder. The thing is about me is... Uh, the week before the exam was me learning uh, the topic for the first time. <laughs> Had you not been to the lectures? Yeah, but I don't know, I wasn't listening. Oh. <laughs> he has this selective listening, just Tom. It's boring, I did a degree I shouldn't have done. Yeah, Do you re- would you have done a different degree or no degree at all if you'd go back? A uh, different degree. Ooh, what would you do maybe? Uh, singing and dancing. Oh, I'd love that. <laughs> But singing like singing in the afternoon, dancing in the evening. Wouldn't that be nice? That'd be lovely, that. Hey, if they've got a comedy degree in Salford, there must be a singing and dancing degree somewhere. I'm, and I don't mean performing arts or, like, you know, drama. No, I mean, no. I mean singing and dancing. Singing and I dancing. I don't mean dancing either. And I don't mean singing. I mean singing and dancing. Together? Yeah. Just having a song and dance. Wouldn't that make you happy seeing me sing and dance? Ah, if you sang and danced a bit more, I'd, oof, the serotonin levels in my body would go up. Yeah, baby. I'd be filled with joy. So he says, Alistair Moody says, uh, Harry Potter, you need to play to your strengths. <laughs> play to your strengths, Potter. I'm thinking, what's he going to do? A massive jump? Is he going to... Judge the dragon's appearance. Harry Potter, you got to be play to your strengths. Be rude to your friends. <laughs> Before you go on, be rude to your friends, Harry. Okay. Obsess over people's physical appearance. <laughs> be a nit. Place your strengths and be a nit. Capiche? Capiche? Um. Someone says to him, "We'll have some tissues ready, Potter." Sorry. Pattern? Sorry. Sorry? What do you mean? Are you implying he's going to die and you're going to cry? He's going to cry? I think so, yeah. What's the prank? What's the joke? We're going to do a big sneeze, Harry, when you lose. Sorry to say this, but we're going to spaff off? What? What's the joke? I hope it's not that. (laughs) I hope it's not that. (laughs) I'm telling the professor. I'm telling you, Fester, you've been vulgar, right? This is a family podcast. Inappropriate language on a family book. Isn't he brave? He's not scared of the dragons whatsoever. 
No, he seems to be more bothered about what people think of him and stuff like that. He's a bit nervous, isn't he? Well, not when he gets on that broom, he's not. Hey, as soon as he's got his thighs wrapped around that broom, he is away. He says, this is just like a game of Quidditch. I think he's having some kind of trauma response if he thinks being chased like a, by a dragon is a game of Quidditch. <laughs> well, bloody hell, it is a bit. Take that side. I'd rather face <laughs> a bloody Hungarian horntail than that bloke. Boy right. is... Boy is disassociating. <laughs> Just like Quidditch. Good one, Goyle. <laughs> but yeah. it was. Yeah. This whole thing was, I found it really exhilarating, right? So the first three go up there and they do their bits with the dragon. Then Harry goes out with his and he's like, he finally gets on his bloom. Broom. Why can I never say broom? I always say bloom. It's very gets- tricky. He finally gets on his broom, yeah, yeah, and he's soaring. The dragon is chasing him. He's ducking. He's weaving. He narrowly escapes fire. The crowd is going wild. He uses his cunning to get the dragon to chase after him. And he, he uses snatches. his what? Cunning. All right, okay. <laughs> and he snatches that golden huevo. Egg. Yeah. For the layman. Yeah. No, for the hey, English. the layman egg. Harry, for me, this was like, there's no danger at all. At one point, he just gets hit by the tail a bit. But I was remembering the film where the dragon breaks free of the chains and he ends up doing a big chase around Hogwarts, breaking the roof and all that kind of stuff. Hell yeah. This, it was just like, oh, bloody hell, he can't distract him for a few minutes. And then he does, and then he gets the egg. <laughs> it was like, no bother whatsoever, was it? <laughs> no. But, uh it was good. I would have liked a bit more danger, right? But I'm a dangerous man. I like danger. What can I say? Mm. Danger is my middle name. Mm. Um, what's your middle name, by the way? I'll never tell. Oh, one day we'll get him, listeners. One day he'll reveal it. You thought you'd get it out of me, didn't you? Yeah, you I, did. I tried could... to trick you. So you could trick it out on me, not a chance. I'll never tell you, and I'll never tell any of the listeners. It's private. <laughs> oh, well, maybe I'll ask one of your sisters how many of them are there, by the way. About 50? <laughs> 50? you got 50 Gosh, sisters. Yeah. <laughs> Last time I counted. <laughs> but he does it, and not only does he win the, the, uh, the task, but he does it in record time. He does it quicker than every bugger else. Mm-hmm. Very impressive, if you don't mind me saying. And afterwards, um, everyone is going wild for him. And I, I thought to myself, this can't be healthy. Every man, woman, and child is congratulating him like mad. Teachers, students. Yeah. Imagine that going to your head. Wow. Like at effing 14, I can tackle dragons. <laughs> oh, God. And he doesn't need it, does he? I'm the best boy that ever was. I am the chosen one, everybody. <laughs> Look at me, year sevens. I'm the chosen one. <laughs> I can tackle dragons. I'm going Colin. to have a girlfriend. She's over there. <laughs> Colin, come feel my muscles now. <laughs> Colin, you feel the right one. Dennis, you feel the left one. All right, we will, Harry. I'm going to lift you both at the same time. Lads, jump. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was brilliant, Potter. Brilliant. We love that. We love that. <laughs> I think they should be his crab and goyle. You know, Malfoy's got crab and goyle. Harry should have Colin and Dennis. <clears throat> have a, a triple threat tag team match. If you would like to have a look at something fantastic, I suggest going to see the new Batman film because in that film are twins. Are they? Yeah, they, they play like doormen that Batman tries oh, to Oh, yeah, they do, yeah. Quite but, a bit of comic relief, I'd say. I don't know about that. I was just fascinated seeing identical twins. If you like saying, look at identical twins, why not go see the new Batman film? Because there's a set of twins in that. You will feast your eyes. <laughs> go, yeah. Wow. They are almost perfect. Yeah. Look at the twins on that. <laughs> it's a brilliant film. Batman. Yeah. Batman, he's me brother. He's me brother. Hey, we were talking about top... Uh, we were talking about a big mo fact, weren't we? That uh, 
Gary Oldman, Sirius Black, is Big Mo's brother. Yeah. And uh, it's a good fact, isn't it? I just thought, um, I think it was Vicky that mentioned it on the uh, on the Discord, but uh, I think it's good to share it with our listeners. Big Mo is Sirius Black's brother. And also, Gary Oldman, I think he played Commissioner Gordon in Batman. Yeah. In the old ones. He did. Oh, in the, uh, in the Christopher Nolan but... Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah, baby. There's a lot of connections in this Harry Potter universe. Big Mo, Batman, the lots. My brother. <laughs> My brother. Yeah. Mm. Karkarov is so suspicious, isn't he? Oh. Giving him four out of ten. That should be disallowed. He's the Craig Revel Horwood of Hogwarts. He's the Craig Revel Horwood of Hogwarts. Do you want to explain that or do you want me to? I'll explain it, right? Americans, you know the show as Dancing with the Stars. I actually think he is a judge on the American version as well. So you will know Craig Revel Horwood if you're an American. Mm. But he's the mean one. He's the Simon Cowell of of, uh, <laughs> of Strictly Come Dancing. Simon Cowell is a judge on what's called the X Factor. All right. All right. So Craig Revel Horwood is the Simon Cowell of Strictly Come Dancing. And Karkarov is the Craig Revel Horwood of Hogwarts. Are you telling me that Simon Cowell was once part of an evil organisation? <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him. Carry on. Nobody knows what he did pre-pop idol. I'm thinking <laughs> dodgy things. Eh? Yeah. Yeah, dodgy things. Anyway, he's given him a four, right? Even the most harshest critic, in my opinion, after seeing Harry's opinion, after seeing Harry's performance, would, would have to give him at least a six, surely. Oh. What are you deducting Record. points for? Him getting his shoulder hit by a tail? Yeah, I can't imagine Cr- uh, Crumb did it any better. Crumb did it on foot, didn't he? Crumb did it on foot, and he just did brute force method of twatting him in the eye with a spell. Bastard. Bastard. I know, Harry didn't hurt the dragon in any way, shape or form. He just stole its child. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that nice? He didn't even hurt him. He just kidnapped his daughter. (laughs) Nice. I think my ultimate favourite part of this chapter is at the end where Rita Skeeter runs up and says, Congratulations, Harry. Can I have a word? And he goes, Yeah, you can have a word. Goodbye. No need for that whatsoever. Quite a strange young man, aren't you? <laughs> it's the fact that he's a 14-year-old lad. lad. Yeah, yeah, you can have a word. Goodbye. Mm. Oh, don't know about that. So, if you put an asterisk in the middle. Not asterisk, hyphen. <laughs> hyphen. Is, is goodbye one word? I'd say it's one word, yeah. I'll give you that, yeah. Harry. You Without can keep that on the Scrabble board. Without a hyphen. Without a hyphen, yeah. Goodbye is written without a hyphen. Harry, I don't think it's a good idea for you to piss off the press, right? I've always said that. I've always said that, but go on. Yeah, (laughs) and I agree with you. I'm just stealing your opinions. Mm. Uh, But, Harry, even when they're on your side, they're writing absolute drivel about you. What are they going to write now that you're peeing off the bloody journalists? Yeah. It's just a bit daft for me. Satisfying, though, for Harry, I suppose. Uh, he's got a little win under his belt, and he's got his sidekick back, mm. Ronald Weasley. Yeah. <laughs> They're back together. I feel I feel very good about them being back together. It's been on my mind. I've had a lot of sleepless nights hoping they'd make up, and I feel like I can relax and enjoy the book now that hey, they're... Hey, uh... mate, that's on you. Pathetic is all I can say to that. Read ahead a bit. If that's stopping you from sleeping, just get two chapters ahead. Oh, uh, weeks don't be I've waiting. been worrying. Weeks. <laughs> <laughs> a bit of a stupid boy. Right. How many non-working throats out of five are you going to give this chapter? I really enjoyed this chapter. It was a, it felt like a bit of a, a climax in the middle of the book. Um, but 
As I said before, I would Man's like this climaxing over words. <laughs> I would like there to be a bit more peril in this task. It didn't feel very dangerous to me the actual event of it, uh, but I'm really glad that Harry and Ron are back. Wrong. Harry and Ron are back together again. Uh, they're back being the lovely pair we know and love, and it was a happy occasion, all told. I'm going to give this a very solid four. Non-working throats out of five. Excellent. Myself, this chapter was scintillating. Mm. Right? A real injection of excitement. <laughs> Attitudes were flying high and Harry Potter was rewarded for poor behaviour. He's being nothing but rude to most people in this chapter, apart from when he helps Cedric Diggory a bit, right? Yeah. But he fought a dragon, he won, and he became friends with his friend again. Hermione screamed at them both briefly. Everything was just. I cannot give this chapter anything lower than four and a half non-working throats <laughs> out of five. Perfection! <laughs> right. Yes. Are you ready for quiz? Now, my friend, we're not going to be able to sing along because okay. there is a delay. Right? Do you want to sing? You... I'll sing and I'll stop at moments and you can sing bits right okay quiz quiz key quiz quiz key quiz 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 gonna ask you some questions how well will you do quiz quiz key quiz quiz key quiz 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 gonna ask you about high pod looks how well will you do i'll blow you okay and that wasn't me finishing it that was me hissing at you with disgust i'm ready i'm ready for the quiz right question one yeah. Can you can you name two books on dragons? Oh, uh, um da, 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 da. come back to me on that one. Okay. Question two. What kind of charm did Harry need to learn? Summoning. Correct. Question three. What birth month were people in risk of, like according of dying? Uh, what birth month were people in risk of dying according to Madame Trelawney? July. Correct. Question three. What Dragon did Fleur de la Cleur get? The common Welsh green. Correct. Question five. What did the crowd's faces turn into when Harry was soaring above them? Oh, uh, they turned into... Oh. Gaping holes. Flesh-coloured pinpricks. <laughs> Lovely. Question one, can you name two books on dragons? Uh, a Beginner's Guide to Dragon Taming. No. And uh, <laughs> How to Train Your Dragon. No. <laughs> what were they? Um, Talon Clipping by Charm and Treating... Uh, something Rocked. Treating. Scale rot. Scale rot, yeah. There you go. All right, never mind. Unfortunately, you have lost the quiz. Quiz, quiz, key, quiz, quiz, key, quiz, 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 now it is time for the nation's second favourite segment. It's Hedwig's Droppings. Would you like to sing this as well? No. We're not alluding to owl poo. We're not alluding to plopings. We mean the messages you send in when we allude to Hedwig's Droppings. What's in a beat this week, cheap cheap? Well, this week we've got a lovely five-star review from Podders123. They say cool. this may be the greatest podcast ever. That's bloody high praise. Keep it mm -hmm. up, guys. You bring me great joy. Thank you very much, Podders123. That's lovely. That's lovely. And we've also had a message on Instagram from <laughs> Thomas Stephen. Now, Thomas said, with knowing how much you guys like darts, what walk-on theme songs do you think some of the characters in the books would have if they played darts? What mm. would they walk on to? Well, I think Ron Weasley would walk on to Vindaloo by Fat Les. 
the arse coming. Harry would be simply the best Tina Turner. <laughs> get the crowd going that though, wouldn't it? Simply the best. That's actually the walk-on song of uh, Austrian Mensa Suljevic. Do you know what people really love? People really love, and there aren't that many of these anymore. Yeah. Uh, but people love songs that aren't about love. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they do. Simply the best. Oh, De- congratulations. Oh, that is about celebrations. <laughs> oh. 99 bottles of beer on the wall. 99 bottles of beer. It's a bit of fun. Yeah. Oh, songs about Vindaloo. There's only one song about Vindaloo, but it swept the nation by storm. If you've not heard Vindaloo the song, (laughs) I suggest you go on Spotify and put in Vindaloo by Fat Les. Vindaloo by Fat Les. (laughs) And get ready for an aggressive song that you will raise an eyebrow at. Yeah. And say, is this all right? Doesn't seem right. (laughs) (laughs) All the darts walk-ons. I'm imagining Snape walking on to Back in Black. ACDC, that'd be good. Excellent. That'd be mm. good. I uh, think uh, Dumbledore, um, <laughs> something by Wizard. <laughs> <laughs> something by Wizard, the Christmas one, by Wizard. Is What's that one? Is it? It's Christmas. Um, oh, I can't bloody remember it now. Christmas. I always get it mixed up with the Slade one. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I can't remember. Oh, well. Never mind. So those, those are a few uh, walk-on songs. Can you think of any more? Um, all the characters we got. We got Voldemort. Uh... Breaking the law. Breaking the law. Ooh, I've got the perfect one for Hagrid. Go on. Anything by Wolf Mother. What's Wolf Mother? Down, but 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 but you know, because he's like he's a werewolf mother, isn't he? Oh yeah, he's, he's a werewolf mother. <laughs> yeah. Great question. Great question, Thomas Stephen. Thank you so much. And finally, we must welcome two new babies to our Patreon. So first up, now uh, this person has said that they are really looking forward to their kiss from you and from what potential life-threatening situation they're about to be rescued from. Uh, so we must welcome our baby, Harry. It's Maya. Maya. <laughs> you are at a local um, fair. Another kind that just pops up in a field. And you're yeah. like, oh, that doesn't look safe. But you've wandered into a haunted house. Some scally with a ghost mask is chasing you. He's wearing a tracksuit, yet he's wearing a ghost mask. You are scared. <laughs> you are terrified. Any corner you take, he takes as well. You go left. He goes left. You go right. He goes right. You are screaming out of pure fear, even though he won't do anything. I jump out. And I batter the living shit out of him. <laughs> I take you out of the haunted house. I raise you into my arms. And Maya, you are safe. Oh, we hope you enjoyed that, Maya. And finally, we must welcome another baby, Harry. I'm hoping to pronounce this properly, but it's Teresea Sanford. Teresea Sanford, you have climbed a tree. In pure excitement, you have, unfortunately, you've climbed too high. (laughs) You've climbed too high. You look down and you're you're terrified. You're frozen (laughs) with fear, but fear not. I am scaling the tree underneath you. (laughs) I am scaling the tree, but unfortunately, one of our enemies are at the bottom of the tree and they have begun to chop it down. We are rocking. We are rolling. All of a sudden, the tree gives way. You fall into the air, but so do I. I launch myself off a branch, grab you. I hit the floor, taking the complete blow myself. (laughs) I am almost about to die. But in my last moments, I give you a oh, lovely! So thank you so much, Teresa. Now this oh, that was Hedwig's drawings. 
This has been the Pottervision Podcast. Thank you so, so much for listening. We mm. still have some remaining tour dates next month in May. We're going to be in Manchester. We're going to be in Leeds. We're going to be in London. It, We're going to be in Isn't Manchester Brighton. sold out? Oh, yeah, Manchester sold out. Sorry, so you can't come to that. <laughs> Uh, but we're also going to be in Brighton, London and Swansea. Uh, so please come and, and see us. We're also going to be back at the Edinburgh Fringe. We're there for about three weeks, uh, every day at half past one. Uh, so tickets should be available for that very shortly. Uh, and we'll, yeah, very shortly. Yeah, and we'll hopefully see some of you back where it all started. Otherwise, if you want to support us, you can support us financially on Patreon and gain access to loads of goodies, and you'll be helping us as well. Bonus episodes of The Pod and all that mumbo-jumbo. Otherwise, you can support us in spirit by uh, following us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can give us a five-star review on iTunes or uh, Spotify, or just tell a friend. Word of mouth is our best advertisement. Mm. Next week, we are on episode 78, and it's chapter 21 of The Goblet of Fire, The House Elf Liberation Front. You have been a Connie's end-of-the-bed-sitting Tom Lawrenson. And you have been an iron-brew-drinking, cheeky boy, Lucas Kirkby. Goodbye. Motivation. Thank you for listening to the Pottervision podcast. The music was performed by Jack Evans. If you'd like bonus content and to support the show, you can visit patreon.com forward slash Pottervision.